Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship, discipleship <laughs> Director. We're already struggling. <laughs> I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church, and um, I'm excited to welcome you to the podcast today. So if you're watching online on YouTube or listening on any of the major uh, podcasting platforms, I'd just like to remind you to make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss one of our weekly episodes. So Today, I'm really excited because we recently hired a new staff member, Davey Neubauer. Um, I'm really excited to have him here because, well, A, we needed to fill that role, and so I'm really excited for what he can do for our students. Um, but also, Davey and I have known each other since 2015. Yeah, 2015. Because yeah. um, we started seminary, seminary together at Bethel Seminary, and we always joked that we would like end up working at church together and like take over the world or something like that, but... Never in the wildest dreams would I think it would actually happen. Yep. And so it's kind of funny because we're working together now, and there's two other classmates of ours that were in our cohort that are working together at another church at Mill City together. So we, we always kind of all joke that, oh, it'd be fun together to <laughs> work together someday. And then now it's kind of actually happening. So Pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. So this is just kind of our chance to get to know Davey a little bit better um, because a lot of you don't know him the way that I do. Um, and so this is just kind of an opportunity for us to share a little bit of who Davey is with you all. So Davey, I'm going to just jump right into the questions. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Because you're not from Minnesota. Not from Minnesota. Not so originally. I'm from um, Southern California. I grew up in an area called the Inland Empire, which is half is 70 miles, uh, well, that'd be east of LA. So in okay. between, in between LA and Palm Springs, the desert. Okay. So very different weather. <laughs> yes. How was probably, your first winter? Probably, yeah. <laughs> it was fine. Probably. Yeah. Well, I tell people I traded the awful, horrible summers for the awful long winters. So, yeah. I mean, winter for me has been fine. It's mm -hmm. just that it lasts so long. Yeah. We get the second winters, and then we get the tease of the the spring, and then more snow comes. Yeah, we get depressed and go it's back. It's a seesaw for a long yeah. time. Yeah, going into it and coming out of it, it's just yeah, it can be terrible. But where I grew up, it's 100 degrees for about three months, and Oof. it's just like it feels like you're getting punched in the face by yeah. the sun. And yeah, it's just not fun. Not yeah, fun you've definitely gone from the extremes of weather. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just move somewhere that's just like chill all the time. <laughs> Well, the thing about Minnesota that I really enjoy that reminds me of home. So I grew up in a, the foothills, it's called. So it's on the bottom of a big mountain range mm -hmm. where there's a ski resort. And there's tons of um, just beautiful nature and trails and places to go, like, hike into the mm -hmm. camp. And so the Northwoods kind of reminds me of back home. And okay. I've really enjoyed yeah. that part of Minnesota. So. Yeah. It's a very, very beautiful part. So um, you grew up there, and your parents still live there, correct? Yep. And um, do you have siblings? Two brothers. Okay. And are both, they still in that area yep, too? Both live there. My brother um, actually married someone that he met on a mission trip mm -hmm. from Brazil, and they live in San Diego, one of the most expensive places to live. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> Probably, yeah, there's worse places, but it's pretty expensive to live there. Yeah. It's like 65, 70 degrees every day. Mm-hmm. And so you are also married, and your wife's name is? Laura. And how did you two meet? We met on the website Christian Mingle mm -hmm. in college, towards the end of college, in 2004. Mm -hmm. um, she always likes to tell the story that I, I was really proud of that I just went on a mission trip to Brazil, and the <laughs> whole mission trip was about 
sharing your testimony. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy in the village. His nickname was Zacchaeus because he was really short. Yes. And so I sent her this picture, not even thinking about it, about um, we both had similar, um, we both believe in God and Jesus and been in church our whole life kind of deal. And so I sent her this picture about me being in this mission field, this mission trip that shared my faith and preached for the first time, like with no warning because mm-hmm. the pastor's like, I want you to preach. And I'm like, what? Uh. <laughs> uh. But, um, so I'm in this picture of Zacchaeus and she thought I was like six foot 10 because of that. <laughs> Not quite. No. <laughs> that look like a monster? What do they call that? Catfishing where you like misrepresent yourself or something? Yeah, she said that was the worst picture I could have sent her. So. <laughs> you like sending a picture of you and me together. <laughs> yeah. So the story is we met, kind of talked, um, convinced her parents that I was an axe murderer. <laughs> it's usually a good start. <laughs> and then we uh, first time I met in person was in LAX, and mm-hmm. then uh, we long distance dated for two years. Because she's from Minnesota, correct? Yep. Okay. She's from Litchfield, mm-hmm. Western Minnesota. Uh, dated long distance dated for two years. Uh, got engaged and then um, was married in '07. So we've been married for 15 years. Okay. 15 years, and you have two children. Yep. Two girls. Okay. What are their names? Kay- Kaylee. Kaylee is a sixth grader. Okay. She's excited about being um, a teenager, even though she's not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. Yeah. She's twelve. She's eleven. Okay. So she's she could be she could be an old fifth grader, but she's a young sixth grader. She's mm-hmm. basically the youngest in her class. Sure. And then Addie is our um, so Kaylee is more our chill, very introverted, um, very smart, but very calm, timid child and then whatever the exact opposite of that is, <laughs> is on really? the spectrum is Addie. Yep. Second grader, she is she lives under her emotions. She's super happy and fun to be around or she's really mad. <laughs> and there's no middle ground. <laughs> and they could switch at any moment. Great. <laughs> and only in second grade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got a lot to look forward to there. <laughs> yeah. And how did you meet your children? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so two kids, two siblings, your wife, Laura, yep. Kaylee and Addie. Got it. Okay. So then um, what's kind of some of your, what's your kind of career path and your schooling path? Obviously, we went to seminary together, so there's that. But where'd you go to college and all that? So I went to a state school, Cal State San Bernardino. Um, it's like half hour from where I grew up. My degree is in creative writing, which mm-hmm. I use a whole bunch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the plan was, this is going to kind of bleed into the next question. Sure. Um, is that okay or do you want yeah, me to? Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. So the plan was for me to be a middle school English teacher. Um, I didn't find out till college that I really liked English, particularly like literature and mm-hmm. um, poetry, um, short stories, but I really enjoyed all kinds of different literature too. So the plan was to be a middle school English teacher, and then um, I was—I can't remember the exact timing if we were newly married. I think we were newly married within a year. Mm-hmm. I was in Minnesota on vacation. Um, Laura's mom at the time she had been an accountant for a major construction company, mm-hmm. and she's been doing um, telecommuting, working from home. And so during the day we'd just hang out and not do much. I was doing some uh, quiet time, and. Uh, it wasn't a verbal voice that I heard from God, but it's just like really strong uh, messaging that God wanted me to go 
and be a youth pastor and go into youth ministry specifically. And it was like, what? Why? <laughs> I, what? I remember I remember that night talking to my wife, Laura, and in bed, like the half hour before we went to sleep. And I remember thinking, being super, super nervous about the whole idea of being in front of teenagers and telling them about Jesus and how that that is made me a lot more nervous than just being a teacher mm-hmm. in front of teenagers. Um, and so I did that. Um, I went to my pastor at the time he had been a youth pastor for 20 years and just been promoted as your lead pastor just started learning about ministry um, did an internship um, at that at that time I was working full-time as in re- for Reebok as a s- assistant mm-hmm. store manager and you loved retail right <laughs> certain aspects <laughs> but um, the schedule of retail and yeah when you have to when you have to close and you're at the store till 1130 and then you're, you're not really you're not really going to sleep till twelve thirty one sometimes, right. and then some if you have to be at the store by seven or eight. That that's that's just it's a young man's game. Yeah, you can do it in your twenties <laughs> and maybe thirties, but after that, it's just hard on your body. So yeah, um, there were certain aspects of that. I actually ran a store, a golf store, because there's a lot of golfing in California where my store was. That was the number one store in the company, so that was kind of cool. Nice little thing to be a part of but um by vocationally but I got an opportunity to um be a young adult and college pastor just because uh we had like three college students that were coming to our church and my dad was actually teaching a bible study and he just he didn't have a spot for me so he's like try try this um he didn't really have a lot of confidence in me that I would uh <laughs> do anything with it but it ended up being really successful and it wasn't overnight, but it ended up no. being one of the bigger ministries in the church. So that's where I kind of uh, cut my teeth, so to speak, and learned learned a lot from just failing and doing things wrong. <laughs> Learn a lot from failure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a big part of my story. Just I think two things: learning a lot from failure, and then just being motivated by proving people wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot, and lot of my story is in yeah. those two things. And then, so then you came, so you did your uh, undergrad out in California, did some ministry stuff, and then you started seminary in 2015. Mm-hmm. And what have you done in the last few years um, in terms of work and stuff like that? Well, beginning of seminary, um, I was working at Kohl's. Mm-hmm. I remember that. About probably six months. That was okay. <laughs> um, I think I quit right before Old Testament, which was... That's not, good. <laughs> Old not, Testament was a hard class. <laughs> it wasn't hard as far as the content, just the workload. It was, was just, insane. yeah, it was a lot of reading. Insane. Um, what else have I done? Um, I did my internship. I wanted to get a little bit more preaching practice, so I did my internship in a really, really, really small church on the east side of St. Paul mm-hmm. called Pain Free. Um, I was able to do, I think, three sermons. Um, I worked at Bethel University as mm-hmm. the grad assistant in the campus. It's called something else now, but it was campus ministries office at the time. And in that position, I was able to do um, a little bit of discipleship and training for the um, student leaders of mission trips, short-term oh, nice. mission trips. So that was really fun, just like um, training on leaders basically was my job and some other things. But that was fun. Um, and then uh, most recently, it's been a, it, that whole time. I won't say the whole time, but for two solid years, it was a lot of struggles of 
trying to find youth pastor jobs and a lot of like you're a second choice mm-hmm. but you didn't make <laughs> yep and um what how i find it now of really just genuinely there's no way for me to really articulate this well but just genuinely enjoying my time here and knowing that it's a really good fit for me long term um god just saved me from some jobs <laughs> and there was some time especially in the early part where i was just trying to will myself to jobs because i was trying to i knew that god had youth ministry as my vocation mm-hmm. but then i was also trying to fight some hurt about people just telling me that i that i didn't have the skills that they're looking for maybe not enough experience because that point i was in my mid-30s um maybe not charismatic enough maybe not polished enough all the all the negative things and mm-hmm. trying to trying to force that or almost like in interviews a lot i would have i had um interview at a, a local church that was medium size and i had uh some feedback like you're the most like knowledgeable and you quoted the most books that i've ever known ever but i need someone more experienced like trying to like prove myself in interviews Mm -hmm. and being let down when that wasn't enough yeah and so yeah it's been a it's been a long journey um doing that but my what i did for the last couple years which was really really hard but i think really necessary and i think part of the reason why I'm here right now is um, Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't... Uh, That's a national organization, yeah. right? Parachurch Ministry. Um, their mission is wanting to reach kids that churches aren't reaching, kind of going... I, I think of it as like if you go in a dark room and there's some light in the room, we want to reach the kids that are in the corners. Mm, yeah. In the dark spaces, in the under the table. Yeah. I'm thinking of the story where Jesus talks about the lamp. That's... Mm, yeah. You can't... If it's in a... If it's covered, if there's a light that's covered, who's going to see it? Yeah. Deal. So parachurch ministry that tries to work alongside churches and go to the mission field is school campus. So mm-hmm. develop relationships with schools, uh, administrators, teachers, principals, and then start a club. So what was unique about that situation is um, it was a startup. So I was in charge of um, raising money for the ministry and my salary. I was in charge of... Um, finding volunteers for the ministry, finding my board, um, like everything. So it was, it was, and then COVID on top of it. So, and you were doing that up in White Bear Lake, right? White Bear Lake. Yep. So still in the Twin Cities area. So you've been in the Twin Cities area now quite a few years. So seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And actually used to live pretty close to here too for a while. Right. So we lived in the, for those that know in the River Hills area. Mm -hmm. So, um, my wife works at a church in Egan off of, um, Cliff and three, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like on the edge of Rosemont, Egan, and River Grove. But yeah, we used to live like three or four miles from here. So yeah. in a way, my wife and I are talking. It's kind of like we're coming back home in a way. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not our home. Because you spent so much time in this yeah. area. Yeah. So yeah. we lived here for four years, almost five. We've been living in Hugo White Bear area for two, and then we're coming back down. So yeah, kind of a full circle, kind of deal for us. So awesome. So now, uh, in your role, you're our uh, students, our, our youth director, so working with students ages like six to t- uh, grade six to twelve, is it? Yeah. Yep. So, what is kind of your hope for these students here at Faith as you step into this role? Yeah. So, knowing a little bit of context is um, one of my strength finders. So, history is real important. 
I want to know where we've been so we can move forward in a positive direction. So just knowing where we've been and some of the struggles through COVID. Um, I think the number one thing is when you come, especially on Wednesdays, going to be a lot of fun and goofiness and weird mm-hmm. things that are going to happen. Um, I'm big on big on all those things, doing silly games um, as many times as possible. If you can do weird, silly things, like some of my favorite games involve rubber chickens. So. Ooh, I'm down. <laughs> I might have to come join you for that. <laughs> so just, just knowing that it's a place where you can belong, a place um, to have fun, to be yourself. And then um, number two, real important for me, uh, not so much like street evangelism isn't my thing, but... God's really pointing me to towards apologetics. Mm. So something big that I would like for parents to know and students, if they even watch this podcast, I don't <laughs> know, would be um, asking hard questions and asking mm. questions is important. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to one of the books I brought for recommendation later, but that's kind of something that I want to encourage. I want kids to ask questions and not be afraid and also not be afraid because we're in a church building it don't have to feel like safe right questions like i think it's okay for you to ask a question and then for me to say you know what this is what i think about it but i'm not sure let me do some um research and digging and maybe ask some advice to some mentors of mine and i'll get back to you Mm -hmm. kind of deal and then the third thing is it's really important for me to try to connect and i haven't done any of this yet but (laughs) connect with students outside of programming Mm -hmm. i want to um hang out with uh, students maybe at their games or maybe invite them out for ice cream after school. Um, those things are, are going to be easier once we're down in the area. Right. Um, but that's real important to me to connect with students outside of programming time. Yeah. It's not just about, hey, come on Sundays and Wednesdays and bring your friends. It's about me connecting um, and building relationships with students. Mm-hmm. And of course, part of a big part of youth ministry too is also connecting with the parents and yeah helping parents to disciple their their kids and give them um, you know helpful tools to help disciple their kids you know outside of time at church so what is your hope for parents at faith covenant so i think first thing is um, we're in this together mm-hmm. um, i'll just say that some some youth pastors and especially younger youth pastors can get frustrated with parents mm-hmm. and like they're competing against each other and it's not a competition <laughs> no um so really i think part of the reason why i'm here and that what felt a good match is um i was reading this book about um i can't remember the title of it but the the thesis of the book is our raising students in the church and they're liking some of the morality I think it's called Almost Christian, and I don't know okay. the author, I'm sorry. Um, they, they liken the morality of what we teach in the church, but then after high school, they're not involved in church in any sort of way. Yeah. And um, just just doing a better job discipling students. But like Sarah said at her podcast, we're, I'm only going to be with students for a couple hours a week. So mm-hmm. it's all about um, working together. One of the things that I'd like to do... Um, as I get more acclimated is inviting parents out for lunch after church, maybe mm-hmm. a small group, like um, maybe two to three couples mm-hmm. and just go around the table as we're um, in, in communion and eating and saying, what are some things that you're struggling with, with your kids at home? What are the, what are the things that they're asking? Are they struggling with identity? 
they struggling with gender issues what what is it they're struggling with so we can work together mm -hmm. um, I think there's really powerful um, messaging that I'd like to have up front about just like this is we're working together this is yeah I want to equip you to do better um, not saying that I have all the answers but if we do this together I think it'd be a successful um, time in ministry at faith so absolutely I'm excited for our students and for the parents of students, too, that they have you to look to now. Because, I mean, obviously, having known you now for seven years, I know how much you have to offer our students. So I'm really excited to, to have him here for that. So then now let's get into just some questions to kind of get to know some of your interests and hobbies. So tell us your favorite movie or movies. Ah, uh, it's a hard question. And it always evolves. But right. Like Dark Knight, it's got to be in it. Oh, yeah. Heath Ledger, it yep. has to be there. So yep. that was the first one I thought of. Um, Star, any Star Wars movie, but I think Rogue One's my favorite. That's a good one. Um, trying to think what else. I, I like Marvel movies, but I, I, I didn't like it at first, but I think my favorite Marvel movies are Guardians of the Galaxy. Just okay. The comedy that's in, yeah. in that. Is I've really... not heard too many people say that those are their favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, I like those. So of course it would be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the first Iron Man quite a bit. Yeah. The first Iron Man is epic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then what are some of your hobbies? Uh, hobbies. So one of my favorite hobbies that I've taken up since I moved to Minnesota is kayaking. Mm -hmm. I really love kayaking in the summertime. A lot of lakes to do that here. <laughs> a lot of lakes. There's not a shortage of lakes. Um, one of my also favorite things that I like to do every year is going to... Um, Gooseberry Falls and hiking. Oh, okay. But there, there's a, actually a lot of trails up there. And yeah. It's pretty, it's not, it's pretty and it's not super far. Yeah. Um, so other hobbies, uh, don't do it a ton anymore, but writing poetry, um, um, coaching basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, something that I'd like to do is as kind of like a ministry tool, but just to be out in the community and um, coaching basketball. Um, in White Bear Lake, I coached uh sixth and seventh grade boys team and that was that was really good um yeah those are those are the main yeah um upset obsessed to a fault in a not a healthy way sometimes about <laughs> the la clippers so <laughs> um, I, I remember your hat that you wear quite a bit for yeah. the la clippers yeah so i grew up in i grew up in southern california my dad's a big dodger fan and laker fan so i had to pick the opposite teams <laughs> course it's just the way it works so. so have you gotten like invested in any minnesota teams like the vikings or the twins or anything or not really i can't do it i don't hate them or anything but no that's probably a good thing not to hate them so <laughs> <laughs> i'll go to if someone invites me to a wild game or a twins game or i would go to it but i've still never been to a wild game hmm. yeah i should actually work on that um, what are what is a book you recommend or a couple of books you recommend yeah so a couple i brought them um Ooh. Wow, it's like you're you, prepared you, for this. Yeah, you know, like you know about this, this one, but this, I do. This is a, a great book. Yes. I, I would say the only critique I have, honestly, is I wish it would go more in depth. Mm. It's a very surface level um, book, but it's, it's stay curious. Um, and it's just that the idea of like asking questions is okay. Mm -hmm. By Steph O'Brien. She's one, I would, I don't think I'm putting words in her mouth, one of our favorite yeah. professors or mm -hmm. people. Um, she pastors Mill City, mm -hmm. and um, and so yeah, I, I did my internship with her at Mill City, and she was also taught the preaching classes at Bethel Seminary. So we got the chance to 
learn under her and yeah so that book and then the other book in a similar vein is uh, Greg Boyd's book uh, letters from a skeptic I have yet to read that one and it's really really good and if I would I would say so there's these chapters in here um, each one is just a letter and there the, the the chapters are on average six to eight pages long mm-hmm and so it's going back and forth between his dad's really hard questions that a lot of people ask, like, why does God allow evil in the world? Mm, yeah. Why is there evil people? Um, why do people have to die suddenly? Like all these really great questions. If you have someone in your life that is asking those questions or has that kind of skeptic thing, I think it would be a really good resource for anyone that's good. trying yeah. to witness to their friends or I their think neighbors. It's on or, my shelf know. there of things I need to read somewhere. I don't know. I think I have a copy somewhere and I really need to read it. I think those are two two books that just appeal to me as far as apologetics and like I said, I don't I don't really believe in personally um, stream evangelism, but I think there's really good ways that you can use apologetics to kind of help um, not win an argument. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. But just help people through some questions that they struggle with. Sure, definitely. And then, what is a way that God has surprised you at some point in your life? I mean, obviously me, but it's <laughs> <sighs> probably a lot. <laughs> so I'm thinking. I think my first, my first inclination to answer that question is just coming to faith like faith covenant Mm -hmm. um because so a little bit more backstory that we didn't get into i grew up southern baptist um so very much like you know women pastors allowed um we even had like a huge argument in the church for a couple years over is it okay to have women deacons Mm. and women deacons are in the Bible. In the Bible. Like, it's <laughs> not, it's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not even really a debate. So, um, going from that and then being in a church that um, has infant baptism and um, believer's baptism. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, to some people that wouldn't be a big change, but for me and going through seminary, that's a pretty huge change. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how my theology has moved away from conservative conservatism and moved into I wouldn't call it liberalism I call it more modern moderateism I guess Mm -hmm. and to you know I've talked about this but what does liberalism (laughs) even mean in the church anymore or conservatism for that matter yeah so um yeah I think that's the biggest surprise um just believing that the bible teaches pretty clearly about women Mm -hmm. have the ability to be preachers and pastors and have authority in the church. Um, yeah. That that would probably be the, the, the biggest one for me, I think. I mean, there's all kinds of different surprises. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about a favorite snack? Oh, I like all kinds of candy, but um, I really like Monster Trail Mix. You know what that is? I don't. I mean, I know Trail Mix is, but you get Monster it, Trail you get Mix. It at, um, like a Monster Energy drink in a bag of like pretzels no. and raisins. <laughs> no. So you get at Target, and I think it's one of their Target brands, but it's um, it's raisins, peanuts, um, chocolate M and M's, and then also peanut butter chips. Okay, that's 
one of my favorites. I'm just picturing like a bowl of cereal, but instead it's just trail mix and then just pour in a drink of Monster <laughs> Energy drink. No, 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 no. <laughs> so that's, it's like, that's a terrible so it's like trail mix with peanut, peanut butter in it. Okay. Anything, anything like Reese's or Snickers is up there too. Almond Joy. So you like the peanut butter? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I, I've recently run out, but I've had in my desk, I often have a bag of like the fun bite-sized Snickers. Okay. So if you ask at some point, I may uh, have the them. Fun, speaking of fun bite-sized, for some reason, I don't like the king size, but the fun bite-sized Kit Kats. I just hmm. eat way too many of them every Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if we mentioned that either, but my wife's in children's ministry and uh, done a lot of Halloween stuff in the last 10 years. <laughs> We always have way too much candy at our house. Yeah. Well, that's what having children is all about. Just <laughs> access to sugar. It's true. <laughs> have I ever uh, stolen some of my kids' candy at night? Yes. Well, is it stealing or is it taxation? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've heard that that's the best way to teach kids about taxes is they go get their candy and then you say, okay, I take 10% because I provide these services for you. And... <laughs> I think that's a great way to teach kids about taxes. <laughs> well, anyway, last question. Uh, describe your favorite dream vacation that you would like to go on someday. So when I was first thinking about this, I was thinking about a vacation that we were planning this last year, but realized it was way out of our budget. Um, and that would be going on an East Coast historical trip with our girls. Ooh, that'd be fun. There's so many different history things, but... If I had a dream vacation, it would just be with my wife and it would be, it might be a cruise, but it might not, but it would be going to Italy, Rome, and Greece. Ooh, yeah. Um, you get, you get a little, you get all the things that really like you get, you get really good food, you get historical stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about the terrain, but, um, anywhere I go in Europe, I want to go more in the mountainous yeah. village areas. So. Yeah, you get a lot of that in Italy. And in Greece, so yeah. I found I saw once online a cruise that started in London and ended in London, but just went around the world. Like literally goes around the entire world. It's like a nine month cruise. So I'm like, that kind of sounds amazing. I mean, it's like eighty or ninety thousand dollars, so, so that's a little is, out of budget. Maybe but, this is going off the rails a little bit. But what's your favorite? You've traveled a lot. What's your favorite vacation, or what would be your dream vacation? My dream vacation would be to go to New Zealand. Um, I've just desperately wanted to go to New Zealand ever since Lord of the Rings came out, you know, okay. several decades ago, and just kind of watching all the scenery and watching all the special features of the movies and, like, seeing the places they scouted out for locations. Okay. I would just love to go there. Um, but vacations I've been on, Iceland was really amazing, just a really different scenery than anything I had ever seen. Um, Costa Rica with my family was a lot of fun. Um yeah, those are probably my top favorite ones that I've been on. So, what about food? What's the best food? I'm not a huge foodie. Um, okay. I, I have been to Italy, and I didn't, I really enjoyed the food in Italy. Um, I just got back from Canada, and so I really enjoyed having some crepes. <laughs> Even though I got like the same, I'm like the most boring vanilla eater <laughs> ever. So I'm like the last person to eat. Actually, Brazil had amazing food. Okay, I've been I, to Brazil. I really loved Brazil food. My favorite food was definitely turkey. Yeah. Had really good um, open market bakeries there, Ooh, and yeah. also um, this was my first time ever having lamb, but just okay. they have really good lamb there. Yeah, 
Didn't you go to Ghana too once? Twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah, Ghana, Africa. Was the food good? No. No. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we were in. We did stay a little bit in a somewhat of a big city, similar to I would say. It's not a good comparison, but similar to like a a Burnsville kind of town. Okay. It's not a good comparison, but anyways, but we did most of our work on that in the villages, like. 45 minutes to an hour outside like in the deep jungle kind of sure area so no there's like not hey, an area you want some roasted food. corn that um i'm <laughs> selling on the street and you're like uh yes sure. <laughs> and why it not like ver- popcorn <laughs> <laughs> you know can't win them all so no. was there anything else that you would like to share with our audience about yourself or your grand dreams of global domination starting with youth <laughs> ministry <laughs> um i just i just feel so glad to be here i think um one of the things as i get to know more people one of the things that i really want to champion for youth ministry is we need i need leaders um i'm technically like just a speck on the introverted side but i don't like doing ministry alone i don't like being alone i don't like having extended periods of alone time so um i just need people to be with me um to the the model of youth ministry that i want to have when we we get a little when we are growing a little bit more is um small group leaders that are youth pastors to their six to eight kids so just to do that we need we need uh, more leaders especially mm-hmm. women um and um yeah so as i get to know more people i'm gonna start um, asking people and having conversations with people and sometimes youth ministry can seem daunting and scary um, you don't have to be a certain age mm-hmm. you can be older and have an impact if you if you want to make uh, I would just say this to people watching if you want to make impact to the next generation there's literally in my opinion there's no better way to do it than in youth ministry you don't have to be energetic you don't have to feel like you relate to teenagers mm-hmm. you just have to be a caring adult that loves kids and wants them to know jesus like literally that's it you don't have to know all the lingo from online from tiktok and all that that's what i get paid for <laughs> i try to keep up with all that stuff i can't keep up with it <laughs> no. i'm like i've become old I'm, yeah yeah me too but it that's that is part of my that's i really do believe that's part of my job is to try to keep up with all that stuff but um as a youth leader that's not your job your job is to love kids yeah be in their lives um invite them out to ice cream hang out with them be be someone that they can confide in mm-hmm. as they get to know you they're not gonna, they're not going to ask questions like that but just being there in their lives and being present yeah so i've seen good youth leaders that are in their early 20s i've seen good youth leaders one of the best youth leaders I've ever known um, the church where my wife works she's um in her 60s wow Amazing youth leader, one of the best youth leaders I've ever known. Yeah. God will use anyone. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm really excited that Davey is here. We're very excited to have you on staff. Um, I can already see the difference that you're making, even just in our meetings. We had a great um, meeting where <laughs> people were just laughing a lot, and I, I, I took a little bit of a credit because. <laughs> yes, it was all you. Actually, no, it was just Char being really tired. <laughs> <laughs> She was trying to yawn and talk at the same time, and that just derailed everything. <laughs> well, we haven't really 
we have we didn't really touch on it, but I'll just say it real quick. One of the things I think is super super important that I hope to bring to this church is life is really hard. Ministry, for those that know, I've met a couple people in our church that have been in ministry, but they're kind of out of it right now and doing other things. Ministry is so hard. We we got to really be watchful of not being serious all the time. We're doing yeah. a really serious work, really something that's the most important thing in the world, leading people to Jesus. But got to have some fun or yeah. we're going to, in my opinion, that's how especially each pastor's burnout, other pastor's burnout. Um, it's such a heavy workload and such a, it's, I'm sure you've seen studies. It's one of oh, yeah. stressful. I'm just thinking about when I was first ordained in the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, I, the pastor gave me a charge and he started reciting like some of the statistics that's one of the most stressful occupations you can have. Great, thanks. <laughs> what a way to start. Yeah. So, anyways, well, to quote I one see. of your favorite movies, The Dark Knight Rises, why so serious? <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. you should title that. Yeah. The, no. So <laughs> I don't think we want to be quoting the Joker <laughs> for titles of a podcast episode. But who knows? Maybe. No, I don't know. Well, thank you again, Davey, for joining us today. And thank you for joining our church. I'm really excited to see what you bring to our uh, to our congregation. And thank you all for watching or for listening. And if this has been helpful for you, make sure that you share it with anybody who needs to hear this. And uh, we hope to see you another day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.